Okay. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I'm so happy to have you join us today um, with a, a wonderful woman from Australia. So she's in the future. <laughs> we were just talking about our time difference. It's afternoon for me, and it's tomorrow morning for her, and it's all cool. Anyway, Sarah Ripper is here with us today. I'm really thrilled to bring her to um, our show and to have you meet her and know a little bit about what she is bringing to the world, what magic she is creating. And I'm really glad you're all here. Again, I'm Paulette Rees-Denis. I'm your movement motivator and your magic maker and your transformational lifestyle coach, among a million other things that I decide to do. <laughs> so Sarah, how are you? I'm great, Paulette. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. I love it. I love having my, my global uh, vision expand. It's, it's so beautiful. In Australia know, seven times or so, I think. And uh, I just love it. So where are you in Australia? I'm in Brisbane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Cool. So how about you tell us a little bit about what you're creating in the world? Sure. Okay. Um, so at the moment, I am um, the co-founder and director of Myoni. We're making ethical, recyclable, Australian-made menstrual cups. That is so awesome. That yes. Is so cool. People, did you hear that? Say that again. <laughs> Reusable, recyclable, ethically Australian-made menstrual cups. Very cool. And how did yeah. you start doing that? Well, uh, long story. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, a group of friends and I uh, started using menstrual cups 10 years ago. And I know in North America, they're a lot more popular. But in Australia, they're not. And even back then, they were like super hippie thing. Like really out there and I was always like well why are these not around like why are they just cornered into a hippie realm and that's it like they just make a difference to people's lives they save waste they save money they're safer to use and it saves up brain space you know like one thing you're done right um yeah and so I just got about thinking of how this could be possible um, talking to friends who were industrial designers and they helped me. <laughs> this lovely guy, a friend of mine from high school, I used to go to his house and in exchange for making him dinner, he would help me design the menstrual cup. So I'd bring all these different cups and be like, this would be like this, but this, but this, but this. Bless him. What a great, <laughs> oh my God, what a great. <laughs> oh, that's great. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were like, none of us come from the business world. I um, have a creative background, teacher, community development, energy healing. Um, Fee works in rock art research, like cave paintings, indigenous cave paintings. Um, and Tilly works in um, community development. So, yeah, none of us were under, you know, we didn't know what to start the word startup. We didn't know pitch decks. We didn't know any of this stuff. But we saw a grant and um, we just thought, oh, yeah, let's apply for that. And we applied and we got it. And so that's made it all possible. Congratulations. And how long ago was that? That was uh, a year and a half ago. And then because um, we've chosen to make everything in Australia, it's taken a very long time. <laughs> but we're nearly there. 
And uh, we're in an accelerator program at the moment called Elevate Plus Impact through Impact Boom. So they're a social enterprise accelerator and they have 15 um, high potential so social enterprises from Brisbane that they work with. So we're in that program right now, which has been awesome just to have a community of people who are like-minded and support one another. It's been very, it's been really energizing. Yeah. It's so good to, to do that, to surround yourself with people who do lift you up and do energize you and like, you know, vice versa, of course. Um, and I, I know I'm always talking about that with my clients. It's like, who is around you? You know, yep. who do you surround yourself with and what do you surround yourself with? Is it something to step you up or is it something that holds you down? Right. Holds you back. Absolutely. Yes. And to yes. work with other and to co-work. I mean, especially, you know, I notice a lot. Um, I mean, I have a global enterprise, but I work alone a lot at home when I'm not traveling or whatever. And sometimes it's just as freaking lonely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really talk to a human <laughs> like in person, yeah. you know, so it's great to co-work and have that support and have all those other people with different knowledge, right. That can help. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And people that are out there to share their passion and, and create a positive impact in the world. It's, yeah, it's just really fun. It's great. Uh, well, congratulations yeah. on that whole aspect of what you're doing. I know you're doing more than that. So you're doing energy healing and you're a painter and a coach and... Yeah. Um, yeah. So energy healing and coaching. I'm not, not a painter yet, but maybe one day okay. I do more like, um, Somewhere I got that in the, in the <laughs> but I like painting. I like drawing. So <laughs> not particularly wonderful at it, but that doesn't matter. It's all about the fun of it. Right. Um, yeah. So I do energy healing. Um, I've studied various different modalities for the past probably eight to 10 years. Yeah. Like what, what um, kind? Uh, pranic healing, Reiki, Russian cell regeneration, access consciousness, um, techniques from the Siddha yoga tradition of South India. Yeah, lots of, lots of things. Mostly, though, uh, the one I've studied most in depth is pranic healing. Hmm. And I've studied and can you that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, cool. So I like to think of it as like energetic anatomy. So we learn about how the physical body works, but sometimes when it comes to understanding the energy body, it all gets a bit vague or a bit like uh, intuitive and all of that's great. But how does, okay, think about it this way. Like how does a blind man see an elephant or perceive an elephant mm. with his hands? Mm -hmm right? Like they feel it. And in pranic healing, we learn, our, we learn to sensitize our hands to feel energy, just like in kinesiology where they do muscle testing. It's like a subtler version of that. And we use that as like a diagnostic tool to understand the state of the energy body and the state of the chakras because chakras are different energy systems that govern different aspects of the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual parts of us. Mm -hmm. and they are constantly absorbing and expelling energy at varying rates depending on their health and ultimately we want to be in alignment and health and vitality and we know that our bodies can heal themselves like if I cut my leg and I leave it alone and I keep it clean it will heal itself mm -hmm. we know that that's a 
we know we can do that. Um, and by cultivating the life force that interpenetrates us, so it's not just this thing out here. It's not just like, oh, I have an aura. The, the energy body interpenetrates the physical body. So if we work to bring that into balance, we can accelerate the rate of healing that occurs in, in the physical as well. So, um, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. And how did you get started doing energy healing? Um, I was always interested in, um, like even as a child, I didn't know, you know, I was like, I grew up Catholic, but I was always interested in, I remember being maybe seven and going into a shop and buying, picking up a crystal book and saying to my mum, I need this book. (laughs) (laughs) And being, yeah. And like family friends were, I remember at this dinner table when I was a little kid and I was like, you know, all religions are the same. It's just like a different messenger in a different place of earth, giving the message in a way that people can deliver it in a way that like works for their culture and they just like looked at me where where did you come from (laughs) right yeah so I always had that like knowing um but I learnt Reiki in India I was traveling around oh I went to uni in India I went to film school in India when I was like 21 and after that yeah Bollywood yeah yeah yep yep and to, to um, be in films or to do the filming? Both. So at uni, we had like 13 subjects. We had to learn everything. It was pretty full on. It was like, and little Miss Extracurricular over here, I wanted to do like all the extra classes. So I did, you know, I did yoga and, and singing and Hindi class and something else. So yeah, it was, it was a busy time, but it was lots of fun. We had to wear a uniform. Oh my <laughs> And in the residential college, like the boys weren't allowed on the girls' floor, and the girls weren't allowed on the boys' floor. And wow, if you got in university, oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> okay, well, yep, yep, yep. Once, um, one of my classmates, who was this like twenty-seven-year-old Italian guy, came over into my room for a cup of tea, and then the guards came and they were like looking for him. It's like, oh my god, we have to hide you. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a that's a trip that's at that age <laughs> yep yeah i know right yeah it's pretty fun uh, um, so you went to india and you started studying a lot of different things including reiki and um mm, and then yeah. you said access consciousness so i also do bars oh cool yeah, yeah. cool cool and, and awesome. reiki, um and other modalities myself uh, awesome so, so would you say that that is your primary work or what is your primary work or is there one? <laughs> there, not, not really at, at this point in time, not really. I'm kind of, I'm, so my I'm doing healings and I'm also the thing I'm finding that's happening now is partnering with other um, aligned practitioners. Like I'm partnering with an amazing woman based in Montreal and she's a mindset coach for creatives. So we and she does group programs, so I do the energy healing yeah. part of that. Yeah. Ooh, I'm I doing like that. that. Yeah. So I'm always up for that kind of thing because that's just really fun to collaborate. And mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I work on FlexiFlow, which is a Brisbane-based enterprise, social enterprise. Um, we do 
integrated uh, innovative education wellbeing programs for kids and educators and families. So we have workshops in circus yoga, music therapy, sound therapy, educational kinesiology, sort of embedding all of those things mm -hmm. uh, with young people and then with, with educators. So giving them different skills to draw upon mm -hmm. because as we know that sometimes in the classroom or in situations with young people, um, yeah, people can sometimes draw upon things that they experienced that didn't work for them. So just giving different tools and techniques that people can can use. And That's great. I wish I would have had that growing up. I know, right? Yeah. Wow. Not close. <laughs> and I was I went to Catholic school too. Oh, did you? Only yeah. from sixth grade though. And then all hell broke loose. So I was <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What and happened? Rebel exploded. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> so so how what what do you see for yourself? What's, what's calling you? What's your passion evolving mm. into? Oh, that's a great question. What's my passion evolving into? As a businesswoman and, and, you know, an empath and creative. Mm. I think, you know, I love doing so many different things. So finding some way of balancing all of that harmoniously it's pretty harmonious but maybe you know it's always room for improvement um I, like what i'm passionate about is creative expression and soul expansion that's mm -hmm. what i'm passionate about mm -hmm. so um and opportunities what i see for myself in the future is opportunities to do that globally more so mm -hmm. to create art that makes a difference um and to do workshops, collaborations, and um, yeah, use to be used as a, a tool for positive change. That's, that's mm. what I'm oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. What um, what do you do? So I love to ask everybody. I'm I'm a very big self self love self care proponent, and mm. especially when we do this kind of work. You know, when we're in working with others and empowering others and um, what do you do for yourself like every day? Yeah. Okay. I'm, <laughs> it's a great question because I'm just starting to get really strict, a lot more strict about this. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a non-negotiable morning routine mm -hmm. and um, like my, my phone goes on flight mode at night. And my rule to myself now is the phone does not come off flight mode until I've done my morning routine, which is journaling, meditation, mindset, and whatever else I feel like I need to do. And sometimes I'll go into, a, like a few days ago, I went into, like I received that I had to do some work stuff. So I went and just did that after my routine. But yeah, just cultivating more space for silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and going slow because so important. Yeah, important. and I what I love is that that is a pretty standard. I would say with the more people I talk to around the world, because that's my my morning routine as well. Ah, and, cool. You know, I've been well journaling all my life, really, and writing all my life. But um, from the morning pages, mm. Cameron. Uh, centuries ago 
to meditation, to some sort of movement, yoga or running. I do both. Um, you know, throw in some dance or go to the gym. But um, it's it's so important. And I tell you, when you don't do those things, you can really feel the day not expand into its fullest and its grandest. But when you do set your mind you know, and you set, you set yourself up for success. That's what I say. So that Absolutely. every day is beneficial and awesome and profitable and abundant and joyful, you know, to bring all of that into your work mode, into your pleasure mode too, you know, whatever your work schedule is. So it's really great to hear that you two have that routine and that it's non-negotiable. Because mm. wait, what, do you, what happens when you don't do it? Oh, yeah. Just a bit, just the day is a bit blah, really. And <laughs> or I'm, I'm more thrown out by what, what's around me, um, less, in, less centred, mm-hmm. less composed, and um, yeah, not as intentional in the things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes for me, I know I get a little bit unbalanced or unfocused, right? You know, it's like, oh, should I do that or should I do that? And if I, if I lay it out for myself, it's like, okay, bam, bam, bam. Yep. Fabulous, right? Yep. So good. I do have a new puppy who's sleeping right next to me. And so my thoughts <laughs> are a little bit different now. Mm. And, um, and I've actually learned what to do now is like when I get up in the morning, first thing, like I get up at five and she has to go outside of course. And, um, uh, and she's so full of energy. There's no way there's going to be a meditation in there. Right. (laughs) Yes. So I'm like, okay. So instead of doing that first thing, I play with her first thing. I sit on the floor Mm. and I have my coffee and I play with my dogs and my cat and talk with my husband and and then he goes to work. Then they're tired. Then. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. took me a while. It was like, damn it. You know, come on. Yeah. I really want to do this thing first. It's like, no, that's not going to happen now. Right? It's like having a baby. I, yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't have one. But um, so, so it's being, being able to readapt. Exactly. Really yeah. But to still get that, get that self, self love in and, and set yourself up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like you said, being flexible to what what comes up in life and navigating around that but still finding the carving out some time and space to do that absolutely yeah right on oh okay so what my last question to you is because this is about passion and hustle um what's you you told us a little bit about how you started myoni is that how you say it myoni yep uh, and and you got the grant and everything. But what's what's also been hard for you as a as a woman business person or entrepreneur? I mean, what what have you what struggles have you faced? Ah, oh, great. Okay, um, we've yeah a lot. Okay, we've faced um, you know because you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a huge learning curve for us. Huge. Um, we've noticed that a lot of the time in the business context that we've been in, we have been the token females and that sometimes there's been, um, interesting reactions to us. And that's been to you uh, as women or to your product or 
Ah, a bit of both. Bit of both. Yeah. Yep. And but you know, on the contrary to that, there's also been lots of people that are, that have been supportive as well. But I guess I'm trying to think of the challenges. Um, we've had challenges with our with our manufacturers and in communicating things that need to be done and um what are the challenges um so many things like things that take way longer um Mm -hmm. than you think they're gonna take and you're not prepared for that Mm-hmm. That's that's been a challenge. Um, oh, in the whole manufacturing world, right? Oh my god! <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's that's been the big. They've been my patience gurus. Those guys for sure. Um, what other challenges have we had as women? Gurus. <laughs> <laughs> One of my Buddhist friends was like, "Hey, you're patience guru." I'm like, "Okay, I like that." Ooh. Yep. <laughs> that is really good. Oh, I'm gonna have to use that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um ah, uh, what else? What else? Um uh, well the grant we got, we um we went to it. We were blissfully ignorant about how difficult that was to get. And I went to a session for people who had received it and they said, oh, yeah, 18% of the recipients are women. Like, oh, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so the more I'm getting sort of a little bit into this world, the more I'm seeing the disparity. Like I joined, I don't know if you've heard of SHEEO. They're in Canada, US, Australia, New Zealand. Huh. Yeah. Um, they're worth checking out. <laughs> Sheo, yeah, Sheo. Um, I think it's Dot World, but I'll have to. I'll check. I'll I'll email them to you. So what they do is they are a. Um, you you become an activator, and that means you give. Um, uh, well, in Australia, it's one hundred. Uh, sorry, it's a thousand one thousand one hundred dollars to become an activator, and that money goes into a pool. And women-led ventures that are out to do positive things for the planet apply to get a $100,000 no-interest loan and access to a network of women who will support them. And so that money goes to that. So in Australia, we just announced we've got five ventures who are doing that. So that's sort of happening as a response to um, the fact that women get something like 4% of venture capital globally. It's not a lot. Mm. yeah so yeah so it's great to see that there's initiatives like that that are responding to those sorts of things like cool those things don't work but let's let's create something else um yeah so that's been the plus side of learning about um the things that aren't working in those realms Mm -hmm. to see the things that are yeah it's really good it's good to see you stepping into some of those places Mm. gaining the knowledge and taking action and being supportive and being supported. Uh, very nice. Love it. I love yeah. it. Oh, Sarah, what fun. What, <laughs> what, what great things you're bringing to the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're all, yeah, thank you. We're all doing it together, all these fabulous things. And that's the great thing, you know, when we do look, we do find all these awesome things that are happening in the world. So it's just, 
for me, I just have to remind myself to keep focusing my attention back on all the awesome innovations that are happening in whatever realm of, of um, industry or passion that we have. Like there yeah. are, there are cool things happening that we can all be a part of. It's great. And you know, it's again, going back to just the idea of the solopreneurs, like it's easy to get really caught up in your own little thing. Yeah. And to allow yourself the, the time and the, uh, the exploration of what else is going on out there and what can help me and what can I do to help? Because ultimately it's really great to be of service. Absolutely. And, you know, with whatever we are creating and giving so cool. Thank you, Sarah Ripper from, <laughs> from Brisbane. Uh, best, best of luck on your ventures. Thank, thank you so for much. Taking the time to be with us today at Heart and Hustle. And thank you everyone out there, all our viewers and listeners who really appreciate your support and coming and viewing and getting little tidbits and lots of ideas and inspirations and just getting to meet all these other people around the world doing these great things. And I just, I love being able to bring them to you. So I really appreciate you being here with us and supporting us. So um, until we meet again, many blessings out there. And again, thank you, Sarah. And um, thank you for being at Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess, Paulette Reese-Denis, and we will see you next time.